This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we're discussing the growing number of traffic deaths in San Jose, as well as police efforts to combat catalytic converter thefts. 2021 was a near-record year for traffic deaths, with 60 fatalities involving pedestrians, cyclists, and motorcycles. And with 21 fatalities in the last few months, 2022 is on track to beat last year's number. In response, Mayor Sam Licardo is proposing a multi-prong approach to increase safety for pedestrians. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Tron Nguyen. How's it going, Tron? Good. Thank you for having me again. Of course. So let's get into this. Uh, What does the city plan to do to prevent future fatalities? So this week, the city, with um, the leadership of Mayor Sam Licardo, announced a $6 million proposal to increase safety projects around the city. Um, This is really a multi-pronged proposal um, consisting of engineering, education, and enforcement. Um, In terms of the street design, the city wants to increase more safety projects such as street barriers for pedestrians, protective bike lanes, uh, more street lighting, lighting, and automated signage as well as enforcement. Um, This plan also calls for the hiring of more police officers who's dedicating to um, enforcing traffic violation. the that's one of the big issue right now because that unit in San Jose is facing a 40% vacancy. Um, and on top of that, this plan is also hoping to spend at least $50,000 on an app um, that would potentially improve participating driver's habit um, to reduce speeding um, and Make this make San Jose Street um, safer. Yeah, and I can see how this is definitely a multi-prong uh, approach, given that they're involving the police and engineered options, like you said, like barriers for pedestrians. Now, you know, this is all in response to pedestrian deaths that have been increasing over the years in San Jose. Can you break down those numbers for us? Of course. So, essentially, the mayor has called this an endemic in our city. Um, San Jose have seen the number of people die from traffic collisions um, grow every single year since 2015. Um, this is with an exception, of course, with um, in 2020, um, the first year of the pandemic. Um, last year, we saw 60 people died um, beca- in, in traffic um, collisions. And as of today, um, this week, we have seen 21 people um, die from traffic accidents. Um, So it's definitely a very alarming issue. And what is causing these fatalities? I know that Sam Licardo, the mayor, and and a few other people, Police Chief Anthony Mata, uh, Council Member Deb Davis, they all held a press conference recently to discuss this plan. Did they talk about what's causing these fatalities at all? Yes, definitely. So another thing that I want to mention is that in response to the number in 2015, the city actually Um, adopted an initiative called Vision Zero um, and created a task force to start collecting data and analyzing which intersections and corridors that really need attention and which one essentially were hotspots in terms of traffic fatalities. And they have um, identified 17 intersections slash corridors um, in our city to really focusing this effort on. 
um, one of the leading cause of traffic fatalities in the city is speeding. Um, the data also show that seven more than 75% of drivers who responsible for these for these deaths were male drivers. So those are some of the data points that are really going to dictate and help inform lawmakers' decision um, in how they're going to spend this money. A lot of this, especially this year, the majority of deaths have happened after dark. So that's also something that the city is also considering of shifting um, law enforcement to go out at night instead of in the daytime um, to really address the issue when it's more when it's most prevalent. Right. And, you know, just another quick question here, Tron. Um, do we know how many of these deaths are uh, unhoused people? I know that this is something that homeless advocates have brought up before. Right. We are not sure about this year number, but last year, I think 20% of all deaths um, were unhoused people. Um, that was hit by a car as they was trying to cross streets. I see, because I know that even some of these 17 uh, corridors, I don't have the list on hand, but I know it's in your story. Uh, people have also said that some of these corridors, there are homeless encampments nearby. So I also just wonder, you know, how much of that is playing a role into who's actually getting hit and killed in these corridors. Of course. And um, one thing I also want to touch on um, that we that I mentioned earlier about the automated enforcement so this is something that Mayor Ricardo is pushing. Um, there's a state bill that just got introduced in February, um, and the May- San Jose mayor is going to testify um, later this month, hoping to get more support um, on this automated um, enforcement. Essentially, there are speed cameras that are going to capture um, speeding vehicles um, in in these areas specifically. I see. And that's kind of in line with other things that uh, Mayor Licardo has proposed and actually gotten funding for, such as automated license plate readers, uh, especially last holiday season with all those thefts that were happening at malls and shopping areas. Um, now, the final question here, Tron, part of this plan relates to police and traffic enforcement. I know you touched on that a little earlier, but where does that factor in here in terms of keeping these deaths low or really just preventing them entirely? Yeah. So as I mentioned, the city right now, um, specifically the traffic enforcement unit is facing a very big vacancy. The city budget for 30, 30 or 31 police officers to be traffic enforcer. But right now we are having a 12 uh, position vacancy. Um, so that's roughly 40% vacancy. Uh, police chief Anthony Mata also mentioned that this is not a unique issue um, to this unit. San Jose Police Department is very thinly staffed. Um, that's something that the city has been talking about. And we might see more conversation and discussion about this issue as we move into the budget season um, in a little in the next couple of months here, but that's something that um, the city is definitely looking into, um, and especially Councilmember Def Davis. Councilmember Def Davis has proposed to increase um, or to expand this unit 
to have even more positions. So we'll see how this all gonna play out in the next couple months. Hi, this is Lynn Balistrieri, San Jose Spotlight's Development Director. Like all our coverage, the Podlight is made possible by you, community members who understand the need for an unbiased, independent news source. Your fully tax-deductible gift will go directly to support our nonprofit newsroom. We hope that you will consider making a monthly or annual donation at SanJoseSpotlight.com so that we may continue to bring you the news that matters to you. Thank you. There were several growing trends over the course of the pandemic, including the theft of catalytic converters. Thefts have increased locally in recent years, rising from 84 in 2019 to nearly 1,100 in 2021, according to San Jose Police. In an operation last November, SJPD arrested 15 people suspected of participating in a Bay Area network of stealing catalytic converters. Police recovered more than 1,000 parts with that. In response, San Jose has created a new program looking to stop catalytic converter thefts. And joining me now to talk more about this, senior reporter Eli Wolf. How's it going, Eli? Good, Nick. So Eli, what is a catalytic converter and why do people want to steal them? So catalytic converters are basically exhaust filters that control the toxic emissions from cars. Uh, They contain precious metals like palladium and rhodium, so they're a really attractive target for thieves who can either extract the metals or just resell them. They're also really difficult to trace, so even when police find suspicious loads of converters, they, they can't always tell when they've been stolen. And actually, just as a personal aside, I'm, I'm unfortunately very well acquainted with this crime because I've had my catalytic converter stolen six times in the last five years. That's almost once a year. That's insane. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what do San Jose police have to say about these thefts? What, what are they saying is uh, you know, causing the rise in these kinds of thefts? You know, they don't really have a single reason they can point to that explains why we're seeing this massive increase. Um, Some of that increase might just be because of the pandemic, which has created supply chain issues, which makes these parts scarcer and therefore more valuable. So, Eli, what is this program now that the city and the police department are working on to combat these catalytic converter thefts? So San Jose is pioneering this new program called Etch and Protect. Uh, This is the brainchild of Captain Todd Treyer who started looking into the problem of catalytic converter thefts last year after a a San Jose resident was killed while trying to stop people who were stripping his car. Basically, the San Jose Police Foundation has paid for etching equipment that uh, is being used in local auto body shops. So when people go in for routine maintenance, they can opt to have their license plate number etched onto the catalytic converter, along with the San Jose Police Department logo. So the basic hope here is that thieves might be deterred from stealing converters if they see that they're marked, and uh, it also makes them easier for police to identify uh, when they recover, you know, catalytic converters uh, that are being transported around or stored somewhere. I see. And now, final question here. How successful has this program been so far? I believe it's really only a month, maybe two months into the program, right? Yeah, we're just about a month in, so, uh, you know, it's early yet. But uh, according to the police, about 250 vehicles have been serviced, uh, and there have been about 500 inquiries from people who want to get the etching done. Uh, Treyer told me that he wants to expand the program to 10 mechanic shops eventually. So there's definitely room for growth here. And uh, according to one of the store managers that I spoke with, you know, the community response has been pretty good. Um, this really requires minimal effort on the part of the vehicle owner. And, uh, 
you know, it potentially uh, will spare some people some headaches uh, in replacing their converters. Yeah, here's hoping. Maybe you should take part in that too, Eli. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, man. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.